Do you have a story to tell? Here at Rider on the Road, it's the journey that matters. Regardless of where you are on your riding journey, Rider on the Road will inspire you to take your dreams and make them happen. So sit back and enjoy the show as Melinda brings you guests who know what it's like to go it alone and who are willing to reach out to the rest of us by sharing their stories. Authors, publishers, entrepreneurs, people at all stages of the riding journey, just like you and me. It's time, dear listeners, to answer the question for yourselves. Do you have a story to tell? And it's welcome to Writer on the Road. We've been having a little bit of fun with our technology here this morning, everyone, which is our usual path of the course. I'd like to welcome with me today Adam Houlihan, social media strategist uh, from the Gold Coast here in sunny Queensland. Hello, Adam. Hi, Mel. Good to be with you. Good. Now, we were talking a little bit about the floods and the devastation uh, that's happening around here in Queensland at the moment. Uh, Everything's okay down your way? It is today. It uh, was a bit of an interesting weekend, as I think everyone had, but uh, so far uh, we've weathered it quite well. Yeah, and and it's really sad, everybody. It's such a beautiful part of the world, but it's amazing how the human spirit um, comes through in those times. So to everyone here in Queensland and northern New South Wales, good luck with it all. Uh, I've invited Adam here today, everyone, for purely selfish purposes. We want to talk about social media and in particular LinkedIn. My LinkedIn profile's a mess, Adam, and I'm hoping you're going to sort it out for me. We'll do our best in the in the time that we have. It's, uh, that's, uh, that is what we love to do. Yeah. Now, Adam has got a book out on on LinkedIn and how to make the most of LinkedIn. Why is LinkedIn so important? Uh, well, I guess it, well, it depends on you know who it's important for because it isn't important for everyone. Uh, so, for example, if you're not really in the B2B market, um, it's probably, I wouldn't say it has no value to you, but it probably doesn't have as much value as the uh, you know, companies that operate in that B2B space. But um, if you do operate in the B2B space, then it's extremely important. There's pretty much, it's considered about 600 uh, million people who are sort of the uh, you know, decision makers in business around the world, and almost 500 million of them are on LinkedIn. And I think it's still something like two new profiles turning up on LinkedIn every second. So you know, think of that every second, every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's a, a lot of people still sort of coming to the party. So uh, yeah, so if you're in the B2B space, it's a, it's a very important place to be. Now, I've got to confess, everybody, uh, LinkedIn is my favourite. Uh, Facebook um, does my head in, uh, even though I've made some very, very good friends on it. Twitter, I just keep tweeting and God knows where it goes to and comes back again. But with LinkedIn, uh, I've had the most success, I guess, and that's why I'm very keen to get my, my profile updated and, and functioning in a way that's going to attract uh, people to me and for me to find people through it. Adam, I'm going to start here and I'm going to say to you, what's B2B? <laughs> means you, uh, you, your business sells products or services to other businesses, so business to business, as opposed to the B2C, which is uh, your business sells to you know customers, meaning that you know customers are um, the general public. Okay, so there you go, everybody. Um, you need to set up your cart on Facebook and Amazon, not on B2B. Uh, the reason I'm interested in this today, uh, I'm very much into indie publishing. We're always reaching out 
to to markets at them but I also use it to to get work as well it's a very good space for me to find work for my freelancing and it's a very good place for me to make contact with business people who need my services is that is that a way of using it absolutely that's that's exactly the 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 you know the the best value uh, that you can get out of using LinkedIn is for exactly those type of um, outcomes. Are you still there? Hello. Yep, I'm still with you. Ah, yeah. No, you you went and you came back again. Yeah. So I, I found firstly as a freelance writer, I I managed to to get a lot of work through LinkedIn. I managed to to find people who I can and work with and collaborate with, and plus recommendations of, of where I should be going next and what I should be doing next. LinkedIn appears to be a very professional organisation and and very very keen on linking up people who can help each other. In, in that sphere yeah exactly and uh, I mean the main thing you need to be aware of on LinkedIn is that um, you're really trying to connect with the decision makers in every business so as opposed to like you alluded to before with um, Facebook or, or Twitter where you're pretty much just putting out as much information and trying to reach as many pos- as possible so that the, the few uh, that uh, you would want to work with or who does need your services kind of stumble across you. With LinkedIn, you're able to really drill down to who are your you know ideal potential clients and and get into a conversation directly with those people. And as long as you go about that in a you know in a very sort of uh, professional and a very specific manner, then as you've already found that um, you know if, you, if you've got the right product and the right service and talking to the right people, um, it generates uh, a lot of a lot of high value business for you. Yeah, now everybody, I found Adam on LinkedIn. I, I went searching for him deliberately, and the generous man that he is answered answered my message, which was fantastic. Thank you. Uh, but you have to be in moving in the same circles in order to get to people, and especially on the free free LinkedIn service, don't you? Yeah, the um, there's been a lot of changes to LinkedIn this year. Uh, it started rolling out late 2016, but pretty much everyone has the new. LinkedIn user face now and there have been a number of changes and um, one of those changes look I'll say a lot of them are positive uh, but there are some that are really LinkedIn's way of uh, monetizing the, the platform I suppose not that they weren't uh, making good money from it before considering Microsoft just paid something like 26 billion US dollars for them but um, the free the free account now uh, doesn't give you a huge amount of uh, flexibility that it used to. So they are kind of forcing you to you know if you want to be uh, really active and and do a lot of um, higher level sort of engagement, you do need to use the um, you know, the higher level uh, and most the most common or the best platform now is uh, the one called Sales Navigator. And in Australia, uh, the pricing of that's going to be something like about $80 a month. So um, it does kind of separate the, um, you know, people that just want to be on there and have a presence to, you know, the people who are actively out there sort of looking to engage and, and, and market their product services. Uh, you, know, you do have to stump up a few dollars now. 
Yeah, and $80 a month, I guess it's for people in businesses with a bit of a turnover. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's supposed, I, I guess the way I look at it and the way, you know, we talk to our clients about it is, well, what's the, you know, what's the lifetime value of getting a new client? So, you know, if, if you connect with, with somebody and, uh, you know, that product or service that you're, you're promoting is worth a thousand dollars to you, then, um, you know, it was eighty dollars worth a worthwhile investment to to get that client. So only only each business can can decide that. But I mean, not I'm not saying that you can't sort of interact with people and and do some of this stuff with a free account. You certainly can. Uh, it's what what becomes a little more difficult is uh, you can't do a lot of high level targeting now. So really, like really, if you wanted to drill down and and for example, um, say you wanted to say find me and you say okay. I'll, I'm looking for uh, someone based in Australia uh, that are in Queensland and uh, uh, is, is a LinkedIn expert and, uh, you know, all that targeting. Uh, is, that's very difficult to do on, on the free account now, but it's extremely easy to do on the, um, on the sales navigator uh, and you can go into much more depth. Uh, so if your target market um, were companies that were quite small, so like less than 10 staff or in, in, in very specific geographic locations, uh, then you're able to drill down and find those people. Uh, you can't do that very easily, or actually you can't do that at all on the, on the free account. Well, let's look, you've given me very bad news here because I've had an awful lot of fun uh, with LinkedIn to date. So for my personal business, everybody, I'm sorry I have to ask about myself here, but I'm sure you might get something out of it. Uh, I'm looking at getting my products out to regional and remote Australia and uh, trying to reach a lot of the big mining companies and uh, pastoral companies. Now, to date, I could do that via LinkedIn. Would I need to have this sales navigator uh, in future to reach these kinds of people? Uh, to, to, find, to find them, you, you probably will, yes. Um, I mean, you could, you know, there's certain ways you could go uh, just looking and, and looking at people's profiles and seeing whether they fit the, the scope of what you're looking for. You can certainly do that for free. Uh, it's just a bit of legwork to, to do that. But with the sales navigator, you can, you can drill down and like you could be as specific as saying, um, you know, what part of Australia, uh, what mining industry, what size does that company and who's the person you want to speak to? Do you need to be speaking with the CEO or do you need to be speaking with the uh, finance manager or the marketing manager of these specific, specific companies? And it's going to give you a list of exactly those people um, in that in that area. So, you know, what you would take you hours and hours to drill through profiles. You can create a list of those in seconds and be having you know, you know reaching out and connecting with those people and interacting with those people uh, very quickly and easily. So that's the that's the kind of the difference that the free account to the uh, to Sales Navigator gives you. Yeah, I can see that's got a good side and a bad side, Adam, in that at the moment there's certain etiquette, like if, if someone is not once or twice removed from me, I can't actually get to them. Um, but if I pay this $80 a month, does that mean I can um, approach people to my heart's content? Won't they get sick of um, me messaging them? Well, <coughs> you can't necessarily approach them to your heart's content, but you, you can definitely 
through the sales navigator, even if they're not in uh, your you know, first or second degree connections, you can reach out um, to a specific number of them. Um, and, and in fact, you can go beyond the, 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 the sort of set amount that you get per month, uh, but you just have to pay, it's what they call in-mail. Uh, and in-mail does allow you to reach out and have a conversation with you know, virtually anyone on LinkedIn. Um, and bypass the you know, the first and second and third degree um, connections. But uh, what it's really about is not, you know, the, the whole concept is not to be kind of just trying to have conversations with everyone. It's to, to be very targeted and specific about, you know, I think the first thing before you even get onto LinkedIn is you've got to understand your own client avatar. Uh, and for anyone that doesn't quite understand that terminology, it just means that um, you fully understand exactly, and like the example you shared, Mel, that um, yeah, they're in a specific location, they're in the mining industries, and uh, but you'd go a little bit deeper than that again. Uh, you know, what's the size of the the company they, that uh, is your ideal client, and what role do they they hold within those companies? That's that's a client avatar. So uh, you need to really fully understand that uh, first, and then once you fully understand your own client avatar, is then be reaching out only having those conversations with those specific people. But then, uh, again, as you sort of alluded to, it's how you about go about having those conversations. And of course, what these people aren't looking for is for you to be just connecting and, and then pitching your product and service to them. You've got to build a relationship and you've got to uh, provide value to those those connections um, and then you know eventually uh, suggest that you might have a, a Skype call, a phone call, face-to-face -face meeting, whatever it is that uh, is the you know, your logical next step, and it's from there that you would, uh, having having built some trust and credibility, that you would talk about you know potentially working together. You, I'm sure you've seen it yourself. Um, you know, somebody sends you a connection request, and uh, you look at their profile and think, yep, that, that's someone I'd probably you know be okay be, to be connected to. And then the very next thing that happens is they send you a scripted message about you know whatever it is they do, and I'm sure you you like 99.9 percent .9 of the rest of us completely ignore that. Uh, so if you're doing that, uh, I would highly recommend not doing that, and uh, you know take that little bit of time to really you know create a create a um, uh, you know a rapport with those people and build that trust and credibility. So. Getting back to what I said before, it's it's about having the conversations with the right people, um, and you know doing taking a little bit of a a, you know, a medium term approach to it. Uh, it's not a platform like Facebook where you can pitch ads and things, uh, and people are going to interact with that because you know you are talking with the you know the decision makers of these companies, so their time's valuable, and uh, you know they're only going to want to interact with you if they see a value proposition in in, in doing so. Yeah. And um, what, what Adam's talking about, everybody, make, makes perfect sense. I call it a courting process. And I, I guess I've been doing it for years as a travel writer and as, as a journalist is you, you reach out to people who you think you want to work with and you've got something to offer to them. Uh, I notice on Facebook and Messenger and things like that, I get the craziest pictures that it becomes very clear very quickly that people, A, haven't got a clue who I am and, B, they haven't got a clue about what I do. That appears to be more common than not nowadays. Uh, it does, and it's that scattergun approach that um, 
uh, it's kind of in look in my opinion it's 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 kind of old school marketing um, and there's certainly still proponents out there that say you know um, that type of approach uh, okay yes you're going to annoy some people but you've got to go through thousands to find the few that you want to work with uh, look it, it, it probably does work to some degree, but um, it, what, you know, what I can absolutely tell you is it will not work on LinkedIn. So if you're going to use LinkedIn, you, you do need to you know have have a more professional approach around how you do that, and uh, you'll very you'll very quickly get caught out if you you're doing that that real scattergun type approach. And I'll give you an example. I connect. Uh, accepted a connection request with somebody, uh, I think this was last week, and then the very next thing they uh, they did was um, uh, pitch to me about working with them uh, on the basis that I was a dentist. And uh, you have to be kidding. You only have to read my profile to see that I've got nothing to do with not got nothing against dentists, but it's it's not what I do. So you know that's that's how silly you would look uh, if you take that approach on, on LinkedIn. Yeah, look, I've, I, there are a few people that I've been courting for a long time. Michelle Hesp, you're out there. I've been chasing you. She's become a bit of a friend of mine. And we have a bit of a laugh that we haven't actually met, but we've worked together. Uh, and I've, I've written for a couple of her magazines. And it's interesting because she's now writing a novel and one day she will come on the podcast, I'm sure. But it's taken probably 18 months to build that relationship. And I'm, I'm guessing that is the same with, with most things around LinkedIn. And I think that's why like it Adam I've been caught out with people marketing to me and I think what they do is they look at my profile and go oh she'd be a great sell and then so they court you until they get you to their webinar or their uh, conference or whatever it is uh, and then immediately they bring in 10 assistants and they ring you for the next three months trying to sell you their product and it actually drives me nuts Yep, sure does. So the um, you know I, I think eighteen months is is probably an extreme case of uh, a courtship um, process, as, as you you called it. Um, but uh, you know it's it's not uncommon, um, and if it's a good enough uh, relationship that you need uh, that you value for a long period of time, that's you know it's quite acceptable to do that. But um, in most cases, it's it's for you know. Um, Months, not years, uh, and and I've, I've certainly had processes. Like a, an example, uh, I had someone uh, that we uh, got, became connected with who's based in uh, Los Angeles, and uh, you know because my profile is is kind of optimised the, the right way, it, it explains what we do, what's the value proposition that we bring, and that people can very quickly get to understand that. That uh, just from a couple of emails and back and forward on 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 uh, LinkedIn and and then a you know we had a Skype session together, and uh, that person became a you know a client of ours inside one week. So you know if you uh, the biggest probably the biggest thing that we can you know give to your your listeners today is the the real value if if nothing else of having your profile optimized correctly because that is what um, you know uh, even if you're not reaching out and, and reaching out to other people when people see your profile and um, understand clearly what you do and what's the value proposition you bring quite a few of them will just connect directly with you and say hey uh, saw what you're about and I'm looking for that uh, can you give me some more information 
Yeah, and it's funny you should say that, Adam, because the question that I've written down here in front of me is, how do I optimise my profile? <laughs> That's a very good question. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, free free consult coming up here, everybody. Yeah. Um, but if it works for me, it'll work for you as well. Remember that. Exactly. So, so really, the, there's, there's you know there's there's probably four four small things that you could do very easily, and that would be eighty percent of the process of, of having a, a highly optimized profile. The first thing is to have a really professional um, headshot image of yourself. Um, and this is a mistake that I see often is, you know, people, you know, keeping in mind this is not Facebook, this is a very professional um, uh, uh, platform. And, you know, using that uh, selfie that you took at the barbecue last weekend, probably cool for Facebook, but it's not going to cut it on LinkedIn. So just take the time to get, a uh, you know, a good quality headshot and, and use that. Uh, the statistics currently are that uh, if you, as this is opposed to if you don't have a headshot at all. So if you have nothing there or if you have like a company logo or something irrelevant, it's 14 times more likely that people will engage with you if, they do, if you do have a headshot of yourself. So that's the first thing. The, the second thing is the way you write your summary. So the summary is the very first thing that people are going to, to read about you. And um, what that needs to do is, is really cover off on, uh, you know, what it is you do, why you do it, and because, um, you know, people, people actually are more interested in why you do what you do than actually what you, you know, what you do. They, the, what's going to make them buy into what you do is why you do it. So uh, the key thing is to have in your summary a good outline of why, you know, why you get up every day, why it's important to you that this business is, you know, that you're in and, and why you want to help uh, people like whoever's reading your profile. That's, that's the key to it. And the very last part of your summary has to have a call to action. And this is the one thing I see probably on the high majority of profiles that, uh, that get it wrong. It, uh, you can't just assume that people know what you, you know, what you want them to do next. So the last sentence, really, of your summary should explain what it is you, you want them to do next. So um, it's, you know, it might be, is it, is it uh, visit our website? Uh, is it um, connect with me on LinkedIn? That, that, that is, in my opinion, the best call to action you can have in your summary is because you're, you're thinking about people who are reading your summary who haven't connected yet. Once they're connected, it, it kind of, that part doesn't matter. So I would always have that last call to action in the summary as, you know, connect with me uh, here on LinkedIn. And I go as far as saying, uh, do that by connecting the blue button, uh, clicking the blue button up above, really be specific about, you know, what you want them to do. Once you have your summary done right, then the next key thing is the um, your position description. So again, a lot of people think of this like a CV. Um, and it's, what you should really do is use the position description to really outline what it is that your business does. You know, what is it, what's the, um, the real value that you bring there? <clears throat> and you should also have a why in there. It's different though. The why in your summary is your why, why you do what you do. In your, in your position description, that why statement is, is why your business exists. You know, what, what problem is it that you solve? And that's the only thing that anyone's interested in. 
They're not interested in how many awards you've won or that you've been in business for 27 years or anything like that. All they want to know is what problem of mine are you able to solve? And if you can clearly articulate that in your position description, you don't even need to be reaching out to people. People will just, when they come across your profile and they see that, and if they have that, uh, that need, then they're going to connect with you because you're clearly outlining to them that you understand that problem, you understand that industry, and you understand how to fix you know, that, that problem. So they're, they're the, the little easy, quick things that if, uh, you know, if you made those small changes, um, and the, the easiest way if you want to do that, Mel, is, is just have a look at my profile. It, it, it just clearly outlines the steps of, of how you would do that. And you can pretty, I wouldn't say copy and paste it, but uh, what I'm saying is, you know, um, tailor that to your industry. So pick three problems that your industry um, uh, experiences, that everyone in that industry experiences, and uh, pick three solutions of how you fix those three core problems. And I guarantee if you did that, uh, you'll have more connection requests than uh, you've ever had before. Yeah, well, I've left my... um... Uh, my LinkedIn profile alone for the most part since I was I was doing travel writing and I had about 500 people there with travel writing but since I've been doing my podcasting and moving into coaching and public speaking I haven't updated it and I was waiting to talk to you before I would go ahead with that now I've got I've got the professional image and it's amazing Adam how many people don't have a professional shot for me to use of them on the podcast and they send me their selfies and I'm going you need a professional image and they're going why uh, well yeah exactly <coughs> and the, the why is that um, uh, you know again think of this as though you're having uh, you're looking to have one-on-one conversations with key decision makers. And those people want to know who they're dealing with. So by having that professional image there, it gives them a great, um, you know, sense of who you are. The other thing is, and it's, it's probably a good thing to point out, is that um, often I find, uh, and, and I'm, I'm sure you'll have experienced this yourself uh, with, with um, the, the podcast, is you, you might connect with someone on, on LinkedIn or you know, maybe somewhere else, and they have an image of themselves and then when you actually get together, you know, over Skype or, um, you know, face-to-face or whatever, you find that that image was, uh, you know, 10 years and 20 kilos ago. And uh, so, <laughs> so all of a sudden, you, you know, you, you're just thinking, wow, that's not the person I expected. And, and what that does is, is uh, it creates distrust. Uh, so the other thing is I'd say it is really key is to make sure that that professional image that you use is very up-to-date, like no more than two years old. Um, and if you wear glasses in a normal course of, um, you know, doing business, wear glasses in your, in your, in your image. You want to portray that, you know, the, the absolute, as good, bad or ugly as that's going to be, if somebody has a meeting with you, that it's, it's portraying exactly who you are. Yeah, and I, I actually gave my website a, a huge overhaul, Adam. I, I got it professionally designed and the professional photos and all that kind of thing. And the next step is to start approaching the kinds of people that I want to court and, and do business with. Uh, and I, I lived in the mining industry for 20 years. I've got a book out that I wrote as part of my PhD called The Miner's Wife, and I'm about to release my story of the miner's wife. Now, there's a huge um, 
conferencing market around the mining industry and the wives and the children aren't catered to as much. So a lot of my business and what I've, a lot of I've been doing in the last 18 months is tailing me myself towards that niche, uh, but I haven't started approaching people yet and I haven't updated my profile. What would be the most, single most important thing that I could do other than these four steps that you've just mentioned uh, to attract the right kind of attention? Um, the, well, the next thing, once you know, the profile optimization is obviously the, the first step. Uh, from there, it's really around the uh, the content that you're sharing. So make sure that the the type of content that you're sharing, because remember, every time you you share a status update, um, or you know, you you um, put an um, uh, something on the publisher platform, all of your well, not all of your followers, but a lot of followers are going to see that. Uh, so you've got to make sure that that content is is uh, solving a problem of that potential, you know, that ideal client that you want to, or that niche that you want to operate in. So in your example, the content that you were sh- you'd be sharing would be articles you're writing, or um, you know, it might be links to um, podcasts on on that particular topic, or it might be curated content that someone else has written. Uh, obviously, he's not a you know a competitor to you, but uh, where that information would be um, of value to the type of people that you want to interact with. And so it's absolutely no problem with using curated content. Provided that it's you know it's uh, it's specific to the niche that you want to um, attract or, or, or that you know you want to interact with, and as long as you always think about any content that you're sharing, is uh, think of it: is this of value to me, or is this of value to my my ideal client? So if it's of value to you, then don't share it uh, because it's it's somewhat irrelevant. If it's of value to your ideal client, then that's the perfect content that you should be sharing. And by sharing that type of, of uh, content, you're increasing the, um, the trust and the, the credibility and the positioning yourself as an expert in that field. And that's why people then want to interact with you. And, and when they do, because they've read some of this content, they've seen your profile, they, they, you know, they've probably visited your website, um, they understand you know, what it is that you do, uh, what's the value proposition you bring, and they come to you pretty much half-sold on, on um, you know, dealing with you anyway. Yeah, and this is the thing, everyone, and this is why I've been taking my time with LinkedIn. Uh, Facebook, it was all just up there, boots and all. Twitter, who knows? Instagram is pictures of the cat and the dog. Uh, but LinkedIn, I've been a lot more careful, and it takes time. This is not something you can do overnight, is it? You, you need to build it build it carefully. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a, like the profile optimization is not a, a massive task. Uh, you can do that you know, reasonably quickly, um, but that uh, you know that ongoing engagement is is really a, a commitment to you know a specific niche, and it does you know takes a little bit of time to you know position yourself. Um, but uh, you know, once you do, you'll you'll find you you reap the rewards from that because you're um, you know these people are seeing that content, seeing that profile, and and um, you know act, actively reaching out to you without you even having to you know uh, force the relationship, so to speak. Yeah, and and just to clarify, spending that eighty dollars a month um, actually puts you in a situation, or puts me in a situation 
where I'm I'm taking myself seriously and I, I'm I'm investing in my own business. And I would think that that would be one of the key things. I think uh, to to starting the process. Hello. You're back now. You just dropped out for a second there. Ah, yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure if you heard the question. Um, I'll just make, make that down. The question was um, investing in myself by paying the $80 a month to join the sales navigator, that would be a, what money well spent because it shows firstly that I'm taking my own business seriously and be that I'm, I'm looking for other people who are doing the same. Would that be a fair assumption? Yeah, I think I think it is. It's um, you know, as I said, it's quite okay if you want to stay on the the uh, free platform, optimize your profile in this way, share content the way we're talking about, and people will naturally gravitate to you. Uh, the value of Sales Navigator is you put that process on steroids. Uh, it allows you to then reach out to the the right type of people and instigate these. Uh, you know, instead of just relying on people to organically hopefully find your profile. Um, you can actually put your profile out there in front of the, uh, you know, the, the right type of people, and um, you can be very, very selective and, and make sure you, you know, you're spending your time wisely if you, you can do that through Sales Navigator. So yeah, I think it's 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 you know eighty dollars well spent. Yeah. Now you've got four courses that I'm looking at here, and I've been staring at them for the whole half hour. Do they do these courses? Does that does that um, if I joined one of those courses, does that allow you to come on and look at my LinkedIn profile and make suggestions, or is that something? Are those courses something different? Well, there's different levels of the courses. So there's, it starts. There's a free course. There's, there's a free four week course that will help you do the optimization on your profile and step you through, you know, in a bit more detail the stuff that we've been talking about today. So by all means, you know, jump on and, and grab that one. It's, it's completely free. There's no upsells or anything in the, at the end of it or anything missing that you don't get you know, unless you sign up to another level or anything like that. Uh, but then, yes, we do have higher level courses where, you know, we can actually do the whole profile optimization for you or we can assist you with that, that, that process. And, and then at a higher level than that, again, is develop that, that whole outreach strategy and, and how you go about, um, you know, that interaction and how you would use LinkedIn in a you know in a very powerful way to you know just uh, massively increase the number of uh, leads and and um, the type of people that uh, are your ideal clients that you're interacting with, uh, and again either do that for you or or teach you how to do it. Yeah, and I, th- I think everyone that we'd want to and and I'm talking for myself here, but you guys probably as well, we'd want to have our pla- uh, what do you call it foundations fairly solid. Before we went to you, because to, in order for you to be able to help us the most, we need to know exactly the direction that we want to take, or roughly, not even exactly, but we need to know the direction that we want to take. Yeah, to some degree, uh, like we talked about earlier, you, you know, one of the questions, the first questions we're going to ask you, we're not going to be worried about if your profile is not optimised properly because we can fix that. But the, the first thing we're going to ask you is, uh, what's the product and service that you, that you sell? And if you can't clearly, you know, tell us what that is, then how can you clearly tell, you know, a potential client? 
And then secondly, we're going to say is what's you know what is your client avatar? And as we spoke about, that's you know, clearly defining to us who exactly is the right type of people you need to be in conversations with. So they're they're probably the two really key things that you need to uh, to, to have nailed before us or really anyone else could could help you with that. Fantastic. And I'm, I'm actually going to give you a call and join up on one of these courses. So, of course, I'm going to ask you what you're going to charge me. Um, what I want to do is I want to get on the speaking circuit for the mining industry. I want to attend the conferences and I want to talk about uh, women in mining. I want to talk about uh, the myth of the miner in, in, our, in Australia, uh, all the things I did my PhD about. I've got my PhD novel. I've got my, my thesis. What I haven't done yet is approach anyone about speaking. A, about my experiences and B, how I can give back to families, mainly the wives and the children, uh, through education, through through support and through networking. If I came to you with a um, with a idea like that, how much money is it going to cost me for you to sort me out? <laughs> That's a good question. Roughly. Yeah, it depends on... Uh, there would basically be two programs that we would we would be suggesting to you. Most likely, in your case, we'd be suggesting the lower level of that, uh, which is basically where we kind of put you through a process to to be able to do all that yourself. Um, which means you know you go through a step by step process, uh, assisted by us to optimize your profile, to build a um, you know a sales conversion strategy, and then how to actually go out and on LinkedIn and, and do that in a professional and, and productive manner. Something like that's going to cost about two and a half thousand dollars. And um, you know, but if we were going to do all that work for you, and we do do that for uh, for a number of companies all over the world, it's generally around about nineteen hundred dollars per month um, for as long as you know the, the we're, we're doing that work for them. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just I'm calculating those figures, and I'm having a look here. Uh, one course that I went to on public speaking, the guy was, I can't even remember his name, but it was some big public speaker and he was telling us that, you know, we should go out and speak as well. And he contacted me through LinkedIn and I went along to his course. Little did he know that I didn't have the $6,000 to do his course. <laughs> but he, he was very clear that we could make hundreds of thousands to dot dollars tomorrow speaking um, and especially as women speakers because there's not there's so many people who who want women to come and speak at, at their functions uh, he was very clear that if we went on the speaking tour that we would make our money back very quickly so to invest something like two thousand dollars is is not a huge outlay I would say No, generally speaking, not. It's and it depends, of course, on you know what it is your you know what's your product or service. What do you charge for, you know, whatever it is you do. Um, but I'll give you an example similar to yourself. Uh, you know, we we work with a uh, client who's based in Dubai, and he is a a public speaker, uh, not in not in the the mining industry or anything like yourself. And before he came to us, he was uh, charging about five thousand US dollars per um, event that he attended. And once we optimised his profile and you know positioned him correctly within what he did, and um, you know got some video content of him in action and that sort of thing, 
he was very quickly able to double his price. So he now charges ten thousand US dollars, and in the US uh, market, that's that's not a not an unusual amount. Uh, Five thousand is not an unusual amount in Australia. Uh, but uh, yeah, just through that process, just alone, let alone whether he's got more speaking engagements than than he had before, he doubled you know his speaking fee. But uh, then, because we started connecting him with the right type of people all around the world for uh, his type of uh, talks that he gave. Um, he actually has increased probably by 20% the, the number of uh, speaking engagements that he's doing. So $1,900 a month uh, for you know, the type of uh, returns he's getting now is, is a, you know, is a uh, very reasonable um, return for him. But then you think about that where, okay, you don't have to spend $1,900 a month as long as you understand how to, how to do that yourself. Uh, you know, how much, you know, how much work do you have to get to, to cover two and a half thousand is really not very much. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking all the time here. It One of the things that surprises me, and I see it all the time, Adam, and I'm, I'll finish up with you now because I've taken far more of your time, but you've got certainly got something to say that I'm interested in. Uh, we un- quite often undersell ourselves. Now, you don't need high qualifications. You don't need academic papers. You just need to have a story to tell where you can help others. Is, is that fair? It's 100% fair. The, how I would describe it um, is all you need to be able to do is solve somebody else's problem. If you can solve that problem, nobody cares about your degrees or anything else. All they care about is that problem being solved. So if you specialize in a niche and like you are, like the, uh, not only the mining industry, but the, the, uh, the wives and kids of uh, you know, the, that mining industry, and you're very, very good at, at solving that problem, uh, then you have a huge value to people and people are prepared to pay for that. Yeah, and and notice the words there that Adam used, everyone, is if you're very, very good at that. And that's where the self-doubt comes in. That's where the fear comes in. Uh, When you say you've got to be very, very good at that, I think to clarify that and to take some of the fear out of it, Adam, we just have to be confident in our abilities that we're offering somebody uh, something of value because we we give it away for free, we do it for nothing, we have done for years, uh, but people out there are prepared to pay for our expertise even if we don't recognise it in ourselves. Uh, 100% true. And uh, often what we've done with, with clients who are moving into sort of like a consulting Type of field, or they, they may have been an industry professional. They're coming out of the corporate world. They want to either downsize, or they've been downsized, um, whether they liked it or not. Um, you know, what, often what we say is, look, why don't you just pick a good company and just go and do that, do this for them for free, uh, on the proviso that they they will give you one a LinkedIn recommendation directly onto your onto your profile, and two they'll give you a testimonial of how great of you know what the difference was that you made. You've then got your marketing collateral to to go to another company, and and they they you know they'll say, well you know what experience have you had? And I say, well, well here's these guys, and this is what I did for them quite recently. They'll be quite happy for you to give them a call and and, uh, verify that, and all of a sudden you've got credibility. 
Yeah, and, and that's that's been my journey to date, everyone. And I know as a lot of us who are indie publishers and, and running our own businesses that standing up and saying that we're proud of what we've done and we do have something to offer is actually very hard for, for a lot of us. Um, being a teacher, I stand in front of kids every day and they look at you as if you're the expert, even if you're not. Uh, so, so my attitude has always been you don't have to be the best, you just have to make sure that you're giving the best that you can. Yep, totally agree with that. Yeah. So, so look, Adam, I'm going to thank you. Um, I'm certainly going to be in touch. I'm going to press this little red um, stop button now, everyone, and then I'm going to find out more about this deal and then I'll share it all with you. Uh, Adam's got a book out called The LinkedIn Playbook. Um, it's available on Amazon. I'll reference it in the show notes. Adam, your four points of um, social media, oh, sorry, of um, LinkedIn optimization uh, are there and I'll put them in the show notes as well. Uh, thank you for today. Is there anything else I should ask you before we leave? Oh, I think we I think we've covered some pretty good stuff, but I think the the only other real good value that uh, your listeners would get would maybe be the the link to the the free course, so that um, you know it covers a lot of that stuff that we've talked about in a bit more detail and a bit more structure, so that they can easily implement it. Yeah, and I'll do the course, everybody, and I'll blather it um, to you all anyway. Um, but Adam Adam has got it up there on his website, and it does look very interesting. Adam, look. I forgot to even, we were going to talk about cruising around the world on ships, everybody. That's what Adam does in his spare time. Uh, Talking to, I guess, uh, teaching, who do you talk to on the cruise ships? Well, just the passengers, but um, it's, uh, you know, those ones are not really super high level, um, you know, business talks. They're they're more stuff about, um, you know, just implementing a bit of fun with social media and keeping kids safe on social media and that sort of thing. But um, it's, uh, it's always a good time. Yeah, and I'm going to take my daughters on one of those cruises sooner rather than later. I've been putting feelers out for a little while now trying to get us on a cruise. So my idea is to teach the kids how to read and write and then the parents can go off and play. Okay, thank you, Adam. Thank you for joining us on Rider on the Road today. And that's it for another episode. Bye for now. Bye for now.